Welcome to Curate. It is amazing to be able to bring the word this morning. Thank you to our worship team for leading us this morning. So powerful. Can we thank them? Thank you, Lyndon. Thank you, Emily. Getting here early and practicing throughout the week and then serving on their second gathering and to all of those in production. And we just want to thank you guys. Thank you for making this happen, as well as everybody who put out the seats and did the coffee and blah, 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 blah. Thank you all. Um, we love being a church with you. How good has emotionally healthy discipleship been? We, on the f- two weeks ago, Joel kicked off the series talking about being before you do, being before you do, and that has that was an incredible conversation, and I know very challenging for many of us. And then last week, Steve Frisch he talked about how to follow the, do you follow the crucified Jesus or the westernized Jesus? And so that was a pretty great conversation. And this week I have the privilege of sharing on how to embrace God's gift of limits. How to embrace God's gift of limits. Now I know that as I said that, um, I probably divided the room. I probably divided the room. Some of you, when you heard embrace God's gift of limits, you thought, oh my gosh, you had all of the good, feel good feelings. You were like, yes, I want to embrace God's gift of limits in my life. I want to live within them. I want to pull back. Yes, all the good things. And I know that some some of you in the room will be thinking, wait, what? (laughs) Limits are a gift from God. Are you serious? Aren't limits the thing that limit us from becoming all we could be and doing all the things we could do? Surely God would want that. Surely He would want us outside of these limits. And so I'm just aware that we're kind of dividing the room here. You know, as a human race, we have been pushing the limits right from the beginning. We've been pushing the limits right from the beginning, and that has brought a lot of good, but I tell you, it has brought a lot of destruction at the personal cost of many as well. We've been pushing the limits, and over the last hundred or so years, with um, flight, with technology, with extreme sports, we have been pushing the limits of what we thought was possible. I remember a few years ago, I watched somebody jump from space to the earth with a parachute. Like, are you serious? You know, I would have thought that when you were thinking about how high um, could I jump, surely the atmosphere was the limit, you know? And then there's this guy in a space suit looking down to earth, and he goes, I'm going home now. And he jumps. And he passes out as he hits the atmosphere because he's spinning so fast. And luckily he came to, to pull his chute. Like just nuts, just nuts. We're always pushing the limits of possibility. Um, growing up, my mum, she always had um, subscriptions to the Woman's Weekly, to the Woman's Day. I loved those. They were great, a great read, you know, underestimated. And they always featured like a New Zealand woman. And in this feature, it was like, you know, she's had all of these children. She looks great. She runs her own business. She's training for a marathon to raise awareness for breast cancer. You know, she's a spokesperson for the, you know, not exactly that, but like it. And I would read these and think two things. One, 
I'm an underachiever. <laughs> and two, how does she do it? Like, how does she do it? How does she push through these family limits, um, limits of time, limits of energy? How does she push through these limits? How does she do it? How does she do it? You know, when it comes to our limits, we fall into either one of two categories. And there's not a lot in between, sorry. We either willingly embrace them or we willfully deny them. We either willingly embrace limits in our life or we willfully deny them. We willfully deny them. Joel and I spent many, many, many years in the second category, willfully denying them for God's glory, for the building up of the church. We were willfully denying the limits in our life. And we did it because I think we thought that God, the only place he was, was in the place of the breaking through of the limits. Because he's limitless, right? And he loves to do things like that. And so we thought that's where God is in the breaking through of the limits. But in the whole time, we were missing the treasure that God was within our limits. And we were missing it. I remember each week, you know, we'd go to plan our week, our plan our month, plan our year. And we'd look at it and the question was always, what do I need to achieve? What do we need to achieve? And so we'd put that in there. But what we never stopped to ask was what are our limits in this season? What are our limits in this season? And so I felt like I was on this treadmill, on this running. Every Monday I would look at my week and go, Lord Jesus, have mercy. <laughs> Help me get through it. When am I going to have time to do the washing? When am I going to have time to go to the supermarket? When, when am I, how am I going to be nice by the end of this week? You know? How am I going to do it all? What I know is that when we live willfully denying God's limits, after a while, either someone or something is going to break. And we broke Joel. <laughs> We broke him. <laughs> like, well and truly, we broke him. He went from someone who could just go, 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 more, more. I can, I can do it. I can do this, do that, do that, to, to someone who couldn't even get out of bed, to someone who mowing the lawns meant he'd have to be like on the couch the rest of the day. We broke him. And in order to recover, we had to embrace these really restricted limitations that wouldn't have been there had we have embraced them earlier. Maybe some of you relate to that. And so what is my position now on limits, on my own limitations? Tell you what, I love them. I love them. I mean... Some of the limitations I don't like love in themselves, like they're annoying or painful. But I tell you what, I love the embracing of them because I have found that they are God's gift to me. 
And I thought that in the embracing of these limits, I would be doing less. I would be less. But I've found that I am more. And that as I embrace God's gift of limits, I'm finding my emotional health flourish. And my roots are going deep into Christ. And as I follow him day by day, follow his way within the limits of my own season, he's not disappointed because I'm not doing all of these things that I could be doing, but he's in my today, in my limits, with me, for me. And it is freeing. And I believe God wants that for all of us. And so let's pray, and then we're going to get into the message. Isaiah 55 verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, so are my thoughts than your thoughts. Father, I thank you that your ways are so much higher than our ways. Your thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts. And so, Lord, rather than coming into today with all that we know, we let go of what we think we know and we come humbly before you, Lord, with an open heart and with an open mind. God, teach us how to live embracing your gift of limits. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, awesome. So let's turn to the Bible. So limits are deeply spiritual. I think we've got some slides. Our limits are deeply spiritual issue. There were limits in the garden. Right at the beginning, there were limits in the garden. God created Adam and Eve and he put them in the garden and he gave them such freedom. He gave them such freedom. He blessed them. He commissioned them. He said, go and, and work and enjoy the fruit of your labor. Work and, 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 and enjoy it. Enjoy, um, your, enjoy the fruits of it. Enjoy your achievements. And then without much explanation, he puts in this boundary. He sets a limit. He says, you can eat of all of these trees in the garden, Genesis 2.16. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. And he puts this tree in the middle of the garden. So every day, Adam and Eve are confronted by God's authority. He doesn't explain, he doesn't say why they'll die, he doesn't say how they'll die, he doesn't say why the tree was there, he just said, don't eat from it. It's like he was saying, will you you trust me, would you trust in my goodness, and just trust that I know better, trust that my ways are higher than your ways, trust that my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, trust that I know that I've got this bigger picture, and just don't go there, that's your limit. I used to hate when my mum and dad would put limits would set limits for me, and then when I'd say why, they'd say, because I said so. And I'd go, that's so annoying, like, just tell me why. In those moments, I was so confronted by their authority, right? It's like they're saying, just just trust that maybe I know more of the world than you do, that I might know better than you, that I might want your best. And and so God was actually just asking the same thing of Adam and Eve. He's he's saying, "Just, just trust and, and don't, don't do it. Here's your limit. 
And then in enters the serpent. And he tries to convince them that God's limit was there out of his stinginess, not his love. That he was holding something back from them. In Genesis 3 verse 4, he says, You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So rather than trusting God's wisdom and his authority, they succumb to the temptation of the enemy to be like God, which is unlimited. And they broke the first limit, the first boundary. And we have been doing the same thing ever since. God sets limits and we break them. (laughs) Thankfully for us, there was a second Adam. There were limits in the ministry of Jesus. Jesus is the second Adam. And in order to reverse the consequences from the fall, Jesus also had to be tempted with the same issue around limits. And so in Matthew 4, Jesus is in the wilderness and the devil is tempting him for 40 days. And on the third temptation, the devil takes Jesus to like this high mountain and he says to him, look out, look at all of these magnificent kingdoms. You can have them all. You can have them all now if you would just bow to me. And Jesus, thankfully, submitted and bowed to God's authority to God's limit of his timeline, to suffering, to the cross, and he resisted the devil. You know, Jesus didn't heal every sick person. He didn't set free every demon-possessed person on earth. He didn't build a large ministry that his people wanted him to build. He refused to let certain people follow him. After praying all night, he chose only 12 disciples, knowing that others would be disappointed. He didn't go to all the different countries proclaiming the good news of Jesus. And yet at the end of his life, in John chapter 4, verse 17, verse 4, he said, I have finished the good work that you sent me to do. I've finished it. It's amazing the way that Jesus embraced God's gift of limits. And we see this contentment and this peace that Jesus had in his ministry as he embraced God's gift of limits. There were limits in the garden. There are limits in the ministry of Jesus. And there are limits in our life. And we either willingly embrace these limits or we willfully defy them. And so Pete Scazzaro, this is his material. He teaches that with these limits, there are actually two different kinds of limits that we as to be emotionally healthy disciples of Jesus, we need to learn how to discern between the two different types of limits. What does it mean to discern? It's to decide between which limit do I need to receive and which limits do I need to break through? And so here are two questions that I would encourage you to take a photo of because these questions help us to discern between what what limits we need to receive and what limits we need to break through. What limits do I need to receive and submit to joyfully as God's invitation to trust Him? And what limit is God asking me to break through by faith so that others might know him or so that I might become the person he intends? Pretty good, hey? 
So let's look at limits to receive. Six different limits for us to, to receive. The first is your personality and your temperament. Your personality and your temperament. I don't know if you've realized yet, but um, God made you with your own nature. He made you um, to be an individual. You are quite unique. He's made a unique mark on your life. You are either an extrovert or an introvert. You're easygoing or you like things done a certain way. Um, you like more structure, less structure, lists, no lists. Um, you know, maybe you're a risk taker, risk adverse, creative, or you just prefer to just run the play. You know, we all have been made a certain way. We all have a certain nature. And our nature needs to be respected. Your God-given nature needs to be respected. Let's just say I work with wood. I work with timber. Um, and if I worked with wood, wood has a nature. And so if I'm going to turn it into something, I need to respect the nature of this piece of wood and I need to use the appropriate tools for its nature. If you were to give me a piece of metal and ask me to do the same thing, it would not work. In the same way, what works for me may not work for Nikki. What works for me may not work for Steve. So sometimes we hear what works for other people and we go, I'm going to do that. But you need to respect your own nature, your own personal nature. Um, and the way we live our life has to respect our nature. It has to respect the way that you've been made. So maybe you are an introvert and you work in an open plan office with very chatty people who talk all of the time and then you go home to a busy household and you feel like you've got nothing in the tank for your family. Some of you were nodding. I understand that. Maybe you can't change those two things, but maybe what you can do is um, go for a drive and stop at the beach and take 30 minutes to refresh yourself, to have a little prayer before you go home. So we have to set up our life in a way that respects our nature and the way that we've been created. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's a limit to receive. Another limit is our season. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. A common mistake that we make is we move from one season to a next without re-evaluating what our new limits are of this next season. And so we move into a new season and we change nothing about our lives and we wonder why all of a sudden I don't have the same capacity that I did before. But we've got new limits. When you're a teenager, you've got limits and opportunities. And when you go into your 20s, that's new limits, new opportunities. Your 30s, new limits, new opportunities. Maybe you're, you're in a season where you're needed at home with young kids or, or with a, um, someone with special needs. That's, that's a season that comes with its limits. Caring for an elderly parent, that season comes with its limits. Maybe you're in a season of studying, of training, that season comes with its limits. Maybe you're in a season of financial struggle or financial ease. That comes with its limits. A season of high activity or maybe a season where you're pulling back on responsibilities so that you can grieve. That has limits. And so we cannot um, live within the limits of our season if we don't first acknowledge what season we're in and what limits we have. 
And so it's important to recognize what season am I in and, and what limits are they that I need to embrace. The third thing, the third limit that we can embrace is whether um, our marriage or our singleness. Our marriage or our singleness. If you're married, that's a limit. There's a certain limit with that. If you're single, there's another kind of limit. If you're single and an opportunity comes your way, you can just decide on your own, actually, yeah, I am going to do that. And if you're married, um, you, just so you know, you can't do that. Um, you, you go home, you know, to your spouse um, because you're one, right? And, and what you do affects the other. And so you talk about it and you come to and you make that decision together. So there are limits but for when you're married, limits when you're single. I think some of the, one of the worst, worst, worst things is when somebody who is, um, someone gets married and they still live like they're single, right? So unattractive. Joel did that for the first little bit. <laughs> when we were in Australia, we'd been, we'd only been married like six weeks and he got in from surfing for the billionth time. Um, and I had packed my bag. <laughs> it's like, I'm, if you don't want to be married, that's fine. But you know, you kind of, you said I do like six weeks ago, it's up to you. So he turned it around. <laughs> The other limit um, we have is our emotional, physical, intellectual capacities. That, that comes with limits. You know, when you're processing big things emotionally, uh, that's draining. That takes energy. That takes time. That takes focus. And with that comes a limit. And if we do not address that, we're going to run completely empty. You know, maybe you're injured or, or you're sick or you're just aging and your limit is not the same. We have to embrace those physical limits and intellectual limits. You know, I think of my time with baby brain. People could be talking to me and I'm like, I am not computing. I know nothing of what you were saying. You know, Joel would be giving me instructions and I was just aware it was going in one ear and out the other and I just thought, I'm just going to smile and nod and just hope for the best. <laughs> but it's a real thing. Our, our intellectual capacities can be different in different seasons as well. Another limit for us to embrace that we often don't think about is our family of origin our family of origins, how we grew up, the dynamics in our household, what dysfunctions did you learn? So some learn, grow up with a poverty mindset because that was what was taught. And then when you've grown up with dysfunction, you can feel like other people are having a head start while you unlearn what you had learned, right? Have you ever felt like that? It's like, I feel like they're just, they've got this head start, but I have to unlearn these things first. So the temptation, the temptation is the same temptation that has always been. It's the temptation to pretend that that limit isn't there and to just go on ahead like it isn't a thing. 
rather than stopping and inviting Jesus into this limit that, God, I grew up um, with rejection, and this is a limit for me, and it's a stronghold, it's a limit. I grew up um, with a poverty mindset, it's a limit for me. I, I grew up with these words spoken over me, it's a limit for me. Rather than embracing it, inviting God into it, and walking out that journey step by step. So we've got to embrace the limits of our family of origin. The other limit we must embrace is the limit of time. We only have so much time. Gosh, if I had just a lot of time, I'd study poetry, art history, winemaking, I'd learn an instrument, floristry, the culinary arts. Oh my gosh, I'd do it all. Languages, I'd speak French, such a hot language. <laughs> Italian, beautiful. I'd, I'd do so much, but, but time is a factor for me. Time is a limitation for all of us. I'm young enough, I could do perhaps one or two of those things, but it would mean saying no to other things. So we have to embrace our, the limit of our time. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And I tell you, there's something about embracing God's gift of the limit of time that we're only on earth for so long and depending on how old we are, you know, we've only got, you know, so much left. Um, Embracing that is an incredible gift and it gives us a perspective of wisdom. It helps us to discover the most important things. Those are limits to receive. Now let's look at limits to breakthrough. Limits to breakthrough. Limits to breakthrough, our immaturity. That is a limit to breakthrough, our immaturity. You know, limits like that we come up against that aren't attributes of God, like like fear, that, that's, an, that's a limit to break through. Fear of what people would think, that's a limit to break through. Pride, that's a limit to break through. Your need for control, that's a limit to break through. The thing I love in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, you've probably heard it a thousand times, or maybe this is your first time, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. The context to that is Paul was speaking to Timothy, he was writing to Timothy, and he was encouraging him, don't worry about what others think, don't let fear of man hold you back because God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Timothy, this is a limit for you to break through. So what are the limits that you have placed in your life or have just found themselves there that God is asking you to break through? So we break through limits of immaturity and we break through, and there are other limits that we break through in faith by God's leading. We break through in faith by God's leading. When um, Joel and I were becoming the pastors of this church, I said to him, that's fine, but just know I will never be one of those women who are speaking to everybody. I'll never be one of those women doing the messages. It's just not going to be me. And so if you're okay with that limit, fine, we'll do it. And, um, and then, you know, not too much longer later, um, I just felt the Holy Spirit and he'd just be whispering to me, just, just you know, maybe it's what I have for you, Katie, just maybe, maybe, maybe. I was like, no, Lord, I'd put in my limit um, and you 
didn't bless me with those gifts, so that's on you. If you wanted to, then maybe you should have given me a few more things, so I won't tell you how to do your job, but you know, just so you know, that's where we're at. And, um, but, but I felt the Lord just, just invite me, just invite me into that space. I'm so thankful, guys, that when we started, there was no podcast, there's no recordings, praise the Lord. It was terrible. However, I responded in faith, okay, and so I did it, and then I did it again, and 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 I gained some experience, and I gained some confidence, and I did it again, and I did it again. And that was a limit that God was inviting me in faith to break through for others, but also to become who he was calling me to be. And there are limits for you guys. (laughs) There are limits in your life and God is whispering to your heart. And I pray even now that the Holy Spirit is whispering to your heart and he's saying to you, actually, I'm leading you to break through that limit. So would you partner with me in faith and would you tap into, not to your own strength, and please don't think you have to do this overnight, but would you walk with me? Would you invite me? And one step at a time, would you break through that limit? Break through that limit. So... We've talked about how, what limits we are to receive and what limits we are to break through. I have 47 seconds left and um, I haven't even got to how we receive the limits, how we receive the gift of limits, but that's okay. What we're going to do is I'm just going to pop them up on the screen there and um, we're just going to very briefly, very, very briefly look at these. Would you schedule self-care? So this is how we receive God's gift of limits. So you're like, okay, I'm in the season and I've got some, there's there's not health. Um, Maybe I'm grieving um, or maybe I'm studying. So you're like, I've got my season. I see my limits. So so God, um, how do I embrace these limits? How do I actually do that? What does that actually look like? So scheduling self-care, I've got a quote um, for that, which I just thought was so, so helpful because we can feel a little selfish sometimes. Self-care is never a selfish act. It is simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put on earth to offer to others. Anytime we can listen to our true self and give it the care it requires, we do so not only for ourselves, but for many others whose lives we touch. Isn't that amazing? So we schedule in our self-care. We don't just you know, when we're at the bottom of the cliff, add it in, we schedule it in. Uh, We set limits on invasive people. We set limits on invasive people. It can be hard to do that as a Christian because you're like, ah, I'm not supposed to do that. But we set limits on invasive people because it's actually great discipleship for you and it's great discipleship for them. When I say invasive people, what do I mean? Um, It's on a continuum, right? From mild to severe, but um, people that take up too much space at the expense of others. Invasive people. Um, Give yourself the freedom, give yourself and others the freedom to say no. I love people that say no, because then I know that I can ask them 
and they're not going to say yes at the expense of themselves and their family. I know that I can ask them freely and that they'll just be honest and say no if it's not going to work. I love people that say no. I'm a recovering yes person. I don't know if you're a recovering yes person. Is to say yes to everything to Joel's horror. Why are we doing that? They needed it. They needed my help. Everyone needed my help. Um, I'm a recovering yes person. And when I see friends that are recovering yes people say no, I'm like, hallelujah, well done. Good and faithful servant. You said no. Model healthy boundaries. Model healthy boundaries. Don't just have them, but model healthy boundaries. Pretty amazing. We have to know where we end and where others begin. Here's, here's maybe just, just quickly two statements of someone who would struggle with healthy boundaries. This might help you. Um, I said I would lead the sports team because no one else could do it. I know I don't have time, but I just couldn't say no because they wouldn't have had a team otherwise. That's someone who struggles with healthy boundaries. Honey, I know you're exhausted, but we just have to have this couple over for dinner. They're going through a hard time. Do you know how upset they'd be if we say no? Someone who struggles with healthy boundaries. I think to sum that up, um, people have needs. <laughs> they have needs, um, financial needs, emotional needs. They need support. They need different things. And there's more needs than your supply. Okay? There are more needs than your supply. Thankfully, there are not more needs than the Lord's supply, but we have to acknowledge that there are more needs than our own personal supply. How do I close this? I think for me, as I have learned to embrace God's gift of limits, it was really humbling because it felt like I was giving him less. It felt like I was giving this church less. It felt like I was giving Curate less. It felt like I was giving um, our staff less. But it was interesting because as I brought this, what felt like a really limited, <laughs> humble offering to God, and I placed that in his hands, I found that there's somehow more. It's like there's more of me. It's like there's more potency. It's like my time with my children is like more precious and it's just more. And when I turn up here to just be with you guys and to minister and to enjoy this church, it's like there's just more. <laughs> even though it felt like I was offering less. And so I just want to encourage you, maybe you're in a season where you feel really, really limited, really limited, and what you have to offer feels really limited. Maybe what you have to offer financially is really limited. What you have to offer in time feels really limited. What you have to offer um, in your gifts in this season feels really limited. Uh, just like when the loaves and the fish were put into the hands of Jesus, everybody had their fill. I believe when we bring our limited, our limited offering to the Lord and place it in His hands, uh, no one goes hungry because He's our provider. Awesome. I'm just going to pray as we close. Mm, Heavenly Father, I thank You. I thank you, thank you, thank you that we have the gift of limits. And actually, God, 
I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be unlimited <laughs> in my own form. I embrace those limits.